The following content is intended for a mature audience. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and do not reflect any other organization, employer, or company. The Drunk Files makes no guarantee of accuracy of information. Some may find the content offensive. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Oh. Hey. Guys. Welcome. Didn't see you there. Cheers. <laughs> Didn't see you there. Also, look at my glass. Cute. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I want some of that Baja. Mm. Mm. Me too. Baja. Mm. <laughs> stupid. I liked it. Okay, that's good. Cool. So, should we introduce our game? Let's, yeah, we'll do the We're going to play a game this whole episode. Yeah, we're going to we're going to drink every time we say creepy or pasta or any type of pasta. Yeah. Why? Because. Why would we do that? It doesn't make sense. Well, um, you'll see. There was a reason. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I would do this shot. I don't have this in a shot glass, but I'm just going to sit. Yeah. I don't like this shit. Cheers. Whoa. Your headband almost came off. (laughs) Just came out of the little head tucked. Came out of your loop. Real good old tuck. podcast where three Canadian friends drink too much and they chat spooky stories. Ooh. Jamie drink. said creepy. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to switch to the line soon because if I keep having glasses of this on rocks, you're gonna be fucked. You gotta also remember we're recording at 5:30 today. It's dangerous to have a pocket pint beside you. Yeah. As long as you're not bringing it in public and always having a pocket one on you. If, as long as you don't always have one, you're okay. <laughs> then you're really okay. You're fine. All right. Thanks, guys. Look how sad my plant is. Don't look that sad. Okay, but he's supposed to have leaves like down there. Yeah. Not but right. There's new things happening on the bottom of the stem. That's oh, good. good. So we're going to just let him do his thing. Um, I'm Ellen and I'm drinking red wine and oh. fireball Jack Daniels, Tennessee fire. <laughs> um, I'm Rhea. I'm drinking Baja Rosa and red wine. Although this is all I had left from yesterday, but I have another bottle out there, but. I'm Jamie, and I'm drinking um, J.D. Shore mixed with um, coffee rum. Great. It's tasty, enough. though? It's so good. It's it's so good. Would recommend. Jealous of your guys' drinks. Um, yeah. 
Well, after I'm done this, I'm going to have to drink tequila with lemonade because that's pretty much all I have. So that sounds good too, though. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, so our well, topic guess- this week yeah. <laughs> is, no, no, it. we're, I guess I have to say it. We <laughs> uh, are reading stories from the website, creepy pasta. I guess that's two drinks for me. <laughs> We'll do them too because it's solidarity. Harlem. She's crazy. She's coming up behind you. Come on. Yeah, I know. I saw her. Come on. I don't know. Come up or don't come up. (laughs) Shit or get off the pot, Harlem. She looks high. She does? (laughs) She might be on the catnip. Her pupils oh. are really big. She's looking at me like this. Yeah, she's been chasing Rudy around a lot, too. <laughs> X has been sitting by the, the diffuser all day. Just like, it looks like he's stoned. You put like <laughs> pine and mint in it. And he's just like. Maybe he is. Fucked. He's done a lot of laying. <laughs> um, so. Uh... I have fun facts. Ugh. um they're just about the internet because we got our stories on the internet (laughs) youtube uploads 72 hours of video every single minute and it's mostly people's pets most yeah cats and drunk girls and drunk girls yeah now now we're here. <laughs> Just the three of us. Oh. Keep going because you know the rest. Uh, Google averages nearly three billion searches a day. Which makes I probably sense. contribute like 30 of those. So yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. For me, like Google and symptoms. Yeah. I wonder if that counts for like Google Maps too. I would say so. That's a good question. Say so. Um, the number of people in China who use the internet, which is 640 million, is double the population of the whole United States. Oh, shit. Yeah, hmm? There's like a billion people in China, though. So it's kind of crazy that 640 million are using the internet and the yeah, rest aren't. Yeah, a lot of people that aren't. It is. I mean, it is. Is it still a third world country? I don't know. No, I don't think so. They've very, uh, sounds stupid saying this, but they're very advanced now. Yeah, I know. Like they had like a glow up real quick. They did have a glow up. Yeah. I'll do it later. (laughs) search. There you go. (laughs) Search history. There's one of them. (laughs) Uh, the phrase internet surfing was coined by a librarian named Jean Armour Polly in 1992. That's, I was born that year. That's cute. I wonder why she chose surfing. I don't know. It works though. Maybe she liked surfing. Like real surfing. Sounds like an odd surfing the waves of the internet. Who knows? <laughs> One of the inventors of the web, 
Tim Berners-Lee was knighted by Queen Elizabeth. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. This one's interesting, too, actually. It might uh, explain the China fact I told you earlier. China has a treatment camp for people who suffer from internet addiction. So maybe some of the people just, like, quit the internet after that. Quit the internet? That's kind of cool. I feel like there are people with internet addictions. Oh, 100%. They take the gaming and stuff real, like, online gaming really seriously in China. So I can see people getting crazy addicted to, like, online gaming and stuff. They don't know another world without it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's life, man. Teach their own, homie. Go outside. Go outside. Enjoy it. The first webcam video is from a university or from the University of Cambridge. The subject of the first video of the live feed? A coffee pot so people could see if there was coffee ready in the break room. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that's pretty great. Caffeine. <laughs> you gotta love it. Uh, the majority of the of internet use is not done by humans, but malware and internet bots, which account for two thirds of internet activity. Really? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. That's why you always have to prove you're not a robot. Fair. Right. That's true. Symbolics.com was the first registered domain. Symbolics.com? Symbolics. I wonder what that is. I wonder if it's still running. I'll check. Right now? Yeah, you keep going. Okay. We're both doing it. (laughs) The first spam email that ever went out was from a computer salesman named Gary Furick in 1978. Interesting. Way to go, Gary. Making spam. You go, Gary. (laughs) You say you go, Gary? Kind of mad at him. I hate spam. Yeah, but I mean, that's the ultimate prank. (laughs) You would. Imagine the girl who made chain emails. That's got to be one of my most like satisfying childhood like memories. I'd go back in time and give myself a little fist bump. Be like, nice. I wonder stuff. if I ever got any of your chain mails. Who knows, man? Maybe. Like, Maybe they, were, they were like the first viral thing, if you think about it. Yeah, and, like there's people like that sent it back to me that never knew that it was me. And I received it back from them. And I was like, you Success! <laughs> it was me all along. You fuck idiots. I used to get so many of those. <laughs> Me too. I didn't write just one or two. What, do you have a book? Well, no, but it was just like on a little like texting and it was like still like the ABC text or like, what was it? T9. T9, yeah. And I'd be going on my little speakerphone, typing something and be like, you have 24 hours to send this to 10 of your friends or <laughs> then me. Uh-huh. And then I'd be laying down watching like SpongeBob SquarePants and get like 10 back from like different (laughs) people and be like, you fucking suckers. Sick. Oh my goodness. Uh, You're crazy. 
Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna send you guys a chain letter. I'm gonna oh, send it to ten of my friends. Better guys. I don't have ten friends. I have two. <laughs> Good point. I have ten people who maybe not friends, but I'll still send it to them because I want. Send it to your mom and your dad. <laughs> yeah. Mom, dad, sister, brother. You two. That's six. John <laughs> seven. John seven. Candace is eight. Becky's nine. Lindsay's ten. There, there you go. go. <laughs> my mom and my dad will be like. They'll probably actually be really confused. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I should send this. <laughs> Goes global. Uh, Asia accounts for 1.7 billion of the internet's 3.26 billion users. Oh, shit. Hey, can you repeat that? Sorry. Asia accounts for 1.7 billion of the internet's 3.26 billion users. Jesus Christ. It's, you know, it's crazy to me when you go on like TikTok and you see that somebody has like 5 million subscriber, like followers or whatever. And it's been viewed like 8 million times. And it's like this one tiny little bit, like, I didn't realize like, those are real numbers. Like, that's a real thing. Like, that's crazy to me that there's so many people on the internet. Like, I don't. TikTok seems to get a lot more views. We should get a TikTok. Oh God! Imagine the things. We, I do love making movies. I also feel like it would mostly be us making music. Yeah, I think we could. We, if we went viral on TikTok, our podcast would probably do better. So, well, follow us on TikTok. (laughs) By the time this is released, we'll probably have one. Yeah, we've got two episodes in between this. Yeah, that's true. File sharing and media streaming are responsible for more than half the traffic on the web. Oh. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah media is music considered media? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Um, if the internet were measured in horsepower, it takes 50 million horsepower to run the internet today. Jesus. A lot of horsepower. Thought my car had a lot of horsepower. (laughs) (laughs) Thought my horse did. (laughs) Is one horse one horsepower? (laughs) I'm going to have to do the math. Google. (laughs) Does one horse equal one horse? power i can guarantee you're not the first person to ask that i bet it's that only makes sense i bet if you start typing it in it's like the first suggestion (laughs) is one horsepower equal that's what's coming (laughs) amy did you know that all scotch is whiskey but not all whiskey is scotch i did know that He's a bartender, of course. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. Ellen and I discovered this the other day. I did a little. We had to do some research because we didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. Well, just like all rye is whiskey, but not all whiskey is rye. Well, that's new. That song? The same. <laughs> is that a song? No, but we can make it one. Whiskey is rye. 
It's got to be a song. That sound does like. It's got to be. Not all scotches will ski. Wait, no. All it's got to be country. It would have to be. It's got to be country. That's not up my alley, though. Oh, uh, yeah, no. No, I, I, no, I was getting ready to like groove. Yeah, me too. I was a video and I saw my face doing this. Gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> Jamie, the dedication you had in the beginning of it, it was really like, you were really ready. And I was ready for the performance. You should never, ever turn on the confidence. Yeah, I know. I gotta, I'm gonna think after this, I'm gonna stop drinking Baja. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanna drink it with you. No, just tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> next, next time we record in person, we're getting Baja. 100%. After now that I, I bought it randomly just one day, I was like, oh, like this. Baja it. You're going to get Baja blacked out. I, I don't yeah. know. We got to come up. We got to come up with a drunk with Baja. I got Baja last night. <laughs> that sounds a little dirty. Sounds like you got railed. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm I'm using it. That's what it is. If you like <laughs> Baja and you don't say you got Baja last night, I'm done. I don't even know what I'm here for. Done. <laughs> <Be> about to. <laughs> uh, the first tweet was sent on March 21st, 2006, by Jack Dorsey, and it said, "Just setting up my Twitter." Wow. Anticlimactic. I wonder if he was like, he must have been a worker for Twitter or something. Like he must have been. I don't know who he is, Jack Dorsey. Well, he made he made history. He did. We probably we're talking about him. True. What a legacy! And the first YouTube video was uploaded on April twenty third, two thousand five, and it's called "Me at the Zoo," and it features. <laughs> <laughs> John Karam, one of the founders at the San Diego Zoo. Just, I looked true. it up and it's still up on YouTube. Of course, it's it's it's, it's, it's an icon. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> Me at the zoo. <laughs> Me at the zoo. This is a sea turtle. Woo. <laughs> uh the original Space Jam website is still live. That's pretty live? Cool. Yeah, the the original Space Jam website. You can still go to it. It's still. I didn't know. I didn't even know. Pump, pump the jam. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) That was like my hockey song, man. I'll be getting ready and put my outfits on. Like. (laughs) 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 Jamie. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, that was I love that. That was everything I needed more. Whew. I'm getting hot. <laughs> then we got them now, baby. Fuck me. Uh, six yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say move on, so <laughs> that's what I was doing. This one's interesting though. Sixteen. <laughs> To 20% of the searches Google gets each day have never been searched before. <laughs> Wait, how many? 16 to 
have never been searched before. How is that possible? People got weird questions. Look I wonder if I. Oh, are you okay? Yeah, got my heart. Yeah, I was still laughing as I was drinking. Yeah, Harlem's been doing that for about um, t- like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I had no idea. Yeah, You're a freak. she looks like she's fucked up. I think she is. I think she did have that. <laughs> or she got into one of the plants that make her hallucinate, like the spider plants. Apparently, they make her hallucinate. They, uh, I know my cat. I had to put mine up high because my cats wouldn't stop eating it, and it was always like this tall. I know. Like, Elsa's is like sprouting, and mine was. It's fucked up. My cats were high for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> What's real? Um, the most commonly searched question beginning with what is in 2013 was what is twerking? Oh, I'll show you. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not. Something that as hard as I try, I will never be able to do. Make it, baby. I think I can do it. You'd think with a big butt I'd be able to, but it's just not like there's... I can do it. I can't do it well, but I do it when I'm alone a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the shower? Mostly <laughs> when Sean's gone away and I have the host to myself. I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I'm in the room, Cam, and I'll order pizza and he'll bring it out and I'll be like, twerk. Like, oh, yeah. I always uh, think I'm twerking and I'm like, I'm twerking. And someone's well, like, no, you're not. I'm like, oh. you're just working. <laughs> oh, it must Maybe I'm not because I'm doing it alone. So there's nobody to say, hey, you're not doing that right. Next time, we'll all do it together. Okay. Uh, that's a good idea. Maybe someone can teach me the proper way. There's just something off in my hips, I guess. I don't know. Teach me how to doggy. Teach me, teach me how to doggy. <laughs> teach me how to twerk. Teach me, teach me how to twerk. I put the instrumental version of Teach Me How to Doggy on my Spotify and it's actually G. Um, well, oh my god um there's a song it's not it's uh maybe it is teach me how to dougie anyway we have an, an acoustic playlist at work and it does an acoustic version of cotton eye joe and there's another song where it's like um it's like teach me how to dougie or one of those songs and it but it goes really really slow and it's done by like a clearly white man and it's like uh Teach me how to doggy. Yeah, all my bitches love me. And it's it doesn't make sense. It's, it's not. It doesn't. Do you, do you like it though? No, it's confusing. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I can't wrap my brain around liking it or not. Like it would be a good song, but the words don't match. No, I found a funk version of WAP. Oh, oh I like I, that one. You showed it to me. It's wicked. I like it better than the original. I mean, I love me too. I love WAP. I certified freak seven days a week. <laughs> I, I know all the words. I There's know. also a video of Jimmy Kimmel singing Hotline Bling as Bob Dylan. That's oh, really good. <laughs> I love that video. Yeah, it's I good. Love- um. Anyway. <laughs> Good thing it's like just little uh, creepy past episodes. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Now you have to drink twice. I, I'm out of liquor. First time I actually forgot. 
You don't have to drink, Jamie. Or do we all drink when somebody says it? Um, I I did. We do well with the rules. I'll drink too. We're in in it together. Solidarity. Um, I gotta get a drink. Um, are you going far? Can I tell my next fun fact? I can hear you. I'm basically in the kitchen. Okay. The GIF format was invented by Steve Wilk. Wilkie? I don't know. An engineer at CompuServe in 1987. I didn't think that the GIF was that old. But he says... What? 1987? Yeah. He says the correct pronunciation of the term is GIF. I think he's wrong. I'm going to say GIF. I used to think it was GIF. I guess I was right all along. You were right all along. I mean, he made it, so he got to name it, but I like GIF better. GIF is a peanut butter. Isn't it? Or is that Jiffy? Jiffy. 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 Yeah. So a loop. Maria, what do you say? I say GIF. But then when I worked at my last job, my coworker that I shared it off, she always said GIF. We spent so much time together that I, I started calling her a GIF. And now I, I'm back to GIF. That was that's a roller coaster. <laughs> that's, that, that's my history with it, for sure. Interesting. Yeah. What do you say? GIF or GIF? Write in the comments below. <laughs> If we were good at editing, we could have put uh, sunglasses over everyone's eyes right there with fingers. <laughs> Maybe I'll get there one day, but not yet. <laughs> uh, the first email was sent in 1971 by Ray Tomlinson to himself. He doesn't remember what it said. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, bummer. Uh, it only. Best. What? Um, It only took five years for the internet to reach a market audience of 50 million users. That's, you know, people jump on the trends real quick. Mm. One million babies have been born from people who met on Match.com. I wonder how many babies have been born from people who met on Tinder. (sighs) A billion. Um, the Amazon logo is indicating you can get everything from A to Z. So if you look at the arrow, it goes from the A and it points to the Z in Amazon. Well, I thought that was cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I didn't know that either. Makes sense. Now that I know. When you know, you know, you know. <coughs> when you know, you know, you know. I know. Yeah. Now I know. Um, this is my last one. There's a subreddit devoted to chicken nuggets that look like other things. Jesus? Wait, wait. Maybe. Wait, what? Well, you know Reddit. Yeah. There's a subreddit that is specifically just chicken nuggets that look like different things. Interesting. I I'd probably that. spend hours on there. Yeah, I was just gonna say I do love chicken nuggets. I wonder how deep it goes. Like probably deep, dude. There's probably like 
I bet there's some good ones on there. Yeah. I wonder how many of them are photoshopped. Mm, Good question. I feel like I don't get chicken nuggets very often, but when I do, I always find one and I'm like, hmm, this looks like whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I like the ones that look like dinosaurs myself. That's something about. And smiley chicken or a dinosaur. I'm... One time I found one and I swear to God, it looked like a chi- uh, like a chicken head. <gasps> but not like creepy like that. Like it was actually just like if you oh, were to take the side oh, view of a chicken. Oh, and like... Okay. <laughs> like, you're like sick. <laughs> a lot of weird I was just looking at it like, hmm, that's weird. That's gross. <laughs> Are you okay? Did you eat it? I still ate it. Yeah. Oh, who wants to go first? Do you want a rock, paper, scissors battle for it? Sure. Sure. That's cool. This is game night. Okay, so if you lose, do you go uh-huh. first? What's the deal? Uh well, if you lose, you go last. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Or yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait. Are we going <laughs> rock, paper, hit, or one, two, three? Let's do one, two, three. One, two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, I do a one, two, hit. I do a one, two, hit. Okay. Well, let's do one, two, hit. You never know. Everyone's different with that. They like to play the rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ready? Rock. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we were off time. Okay. Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. We all did rock. Mine's oh. out of the camera. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Again. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. Okay, wait. Oh. We have got to be at the same pace because this is ridiculous, guys. <laughs> it's hard to play as if we were in the room and it's an automatic one, two, three. Okay. Okay. We're Ready? all in the room together. Okay. Ready? Rock, what? paper, Dude. scissors. <laughs> That's not fair. Okay, wait. That's so I'm gonna go last. No, fuck it. It doesn't matter. I'll go last. I don't care. That defeats the game. <laughs> we can keep going. It's not working though. Okay, I thought I just lost because I chose scissors and you. Guys I know, but me. I chose scissors the last time, and you guys both chose rock. Okay, let's start. We'll do one, two, three, and fresh. this is yeah, fresh. Okay, like, so Maria, you do the one, two, three. Okay. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to have my hand here because I think that's I don't know. I don't... Okay. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> okay, you win. So what does that mean? Does she that mean first? automatic first, and now we'll rock, paper, scissors for... All right. Ready? Okay. Rock, Wait. paper, scissors. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, so you go last. Wait, oh, you I... had scissors and you had paper. Yeah, she beats me. Oh, I go second. Yeah, she goes <laughs> no, you last. Go last. No, you go last. If you lose, you go last. Okay. I'm so sorry, everyone, for that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, too. I'm sorry. I just took about, that. like, three minutes. That was an Avenger. Let's move on. Yeah, okay. Okay. Helen. <laughs> well, after that, I get to go first. <laughs> um, my 
creepy pasta fuck, story is called My Father Punished Me When I Talked to Ghosts. I'm sticking with the bottom. I just have to take two drinks because I said the two words. Uh, solidarity. Oh. So, My Father Punished Me When I Talked to Ghosts. It was written by Edwin Crow. I was going to give you a warning. It's pretty Uh-oh. fucked up. Uh-oh, I'm scared. I got lost in creepypasta. Oh, fuck! Two more. I've been blind since birth. As I grew up, everything was described to me in such vivid detail that I didn't even realize why it was that important to see, especially having no reference point to compare it to. We lived in a single-floor ranch house. That's what father told me. In my mind, of course, I could see, although unlike how a sighted person could. Um, I had spattle awareness. I knew where my bedroom was, where the bathroom, living room, and kitchen were. Each wall had its own texture. I don't know if this was done on purpose or if I could feel things that others never noticed. I rarely fell over. If only a father or one of the visitors put something somewhere they shouldn't have, it was usually the visitors and father would shout. They visited infrequently and only briefly. When they did, father said, I shouldn't speak to them. That unsettled him. He'd worry when I saw something he didn't. Saw it with my ears or by touch. Ellie was the first. She seemed very sweet. She asked me my name and why my face was so messed up. She was in the living room. I could hear what she I could hear where she sat from her breaths, harsh nasal sounds, as if her nose was blocked. When father had a cold, he'd always breathe through his mouth, big labored breaths as if he wasn't used to it. When people mentioned my face, I always touched it, trying to work out why it was so strange to them. When I asked if I could touch theirs, There was always a pause. I guess sighted people never did that. Why would they need to? When I asked Ellie if I could touch her face, she reluctantly agreed. But moments later, father entered the room and asked me who I was speaking to. I told him nobody. He would always punish me when I spoke about them. I think it scared him. He'd take my arm and march me off. I'd be knocked off balance and disoriented to the point where he finally set me down and my hands would frantically search my surroundings until I knew where I was. It was, it was usually my bedroom, though every now and then he'd leave me outside in the middle of nowhere. What was the worst, I would be lost and scared. He told me about the road that ran in front of the house and explained that it surrounds... Oh, and explained that the sounds I heard were cars, that they'd kill me if they touched me. Those sounds were my only means of recognizing my surroundings. I waited until I heard one, And then I knew which way to run back to the house. I heard Ellie that evening. She whispered to me, saying she was scared. I whispered back, but she didn't hear. I'm going to get a drink. This is very interesting. It's weird. Yeah. I asked father about Ellie. He didn't want to talk about her. I asked him why. He didn't reply. When I told him that she asked about my face... He asked me how I responded. I told him I wanted to touch hers. He laughed, though I knew he wasn't happy. 
I could hear the difference. When you laugh for pleasure, your mouth is open. When you pretend your mouth is almost closed. To me, the difference is obvious. It wasn't until I was older that he explained. He said we lived in a special place connected to the other world that sometimes dead people slip through, people who died in pain and wanted to reach the living. He explained that because I couldn't see, I was able to tune into that, and they knew I was listening when others weren't. He said I had to ignore it, otherwise he told me they'd latch on and never leave me. All the dead want is to be back alive again, he said. It was dangerous, and they would trick me. He said they know how to He said he knew how to deal with them, but he couldn't help if they became attached to me. Alex appeared to me a few years later. She told me she was lost and I didn't know and didn't know where she was. I told her I wasn't allowed to speak to her. Still, she pleaded for help. I kept quiet, knowing that knowing what would happen if I said anything. Did you speak to them? Father asked. Although I was upset, I told him no. I wished I could help her. I knew it was what it was like to be lost and it scared me. Alex didn't whisper to me at all. I'd ign- or, yeah, I'd ignored her, and she ignored me. Father saved me, and I was thankful. After Alex, I knew what I needed to do, so I did it. The spirit stopped bothering me after that for a very long time. That was until Sarah appeared. And the drink. God. This is fucked up. It gets way more fucked up. Sarah didn't give me a chance to be quiet. I was on my own, sitting in the living room, listening to the television. Help, she said. I need to find a way out. I stayed silent. Can you hear me? Can't You can hear me, can't you? She asked, surprised. I'm not allowed to speak to you, I told her. Please, she begged. I'm scared. I'm lost. I want to see my daddy. I gripped the arms of the chair and told her I wasn't allowed. He's dead, she said. I didn't answer. Your father is dead, she said again. Your father? His father. Oh. Like the girl is telling him that his father is dead. Oh. I wasn't going to fall for it. I heard banging from the room as things began to fly and the shells began to shake. Stop it, I shouted. And it did. Please help me leave, she said. I wasn't going to talk to her. The only thing I thought would help. So I did the only thing I thought would help. I unlocked the front door, hoping she'd run out and get lost just like I would do. When I heard from her no more... I locked the door and sat back down. I listened intently for any signs she was still there, except for the sounds of the TV. It was silent. I hated when my heart raced. It became all, I became all too aware of the TikTok feeling of the rise and fall within my chest, like it was about to explode. When I heard my father's, father's voice, I screamed. Son, he said, I need your help. I think I'm dying. I did what he told me to do. I didn't speak. If he did die... He'd never leave me. Instead, I raced out to the open air and shouted for help. I shouted until my voice was hoarse. I heard the sounds of cars racing along the road in front of my house. I shouted until I heard someone respond. It was a woman. What's wrong? She asked. I told them that I think my father was dying, and they asked me what happened. What had happened to my face. I just pleaded with them to help, and they promised they would. I sat down on the grass and waited. Sometime later, the woman returned to me and asked if she could hold my hand. I'm so sorry, she told me. I heard the sounds of sirens and of people rushing. I asked what was going on, and the woman said she was there for me. As the noise died down, a man asked me a question. I'm a paramedic, he said. What happened to your face? I told him I was fine. He asked if I was sure. I told him I was. He asked if I minded him touching my face, but I said it was okay. 
A moment later, I felt a pressure release from around my forehead where the air felt cold against my skin. It surrounded as if he were peeling an orange. I imagined that in my head and I was worried that he'd expose my insides. I screamed and asked what he was doing. He told me everything was going to be okay. And the woman squeezed my hand, telling me to be brave. I didn't know what it was I was experiencing. I felt a tight pain within my head, like you'd smash your shin against something hard, followed by something I've come to understand as bright. It hurt so much, I began to cry. What happened to your eyes, the paramedic asked. I said I was blind. He asked to check them. The pain returned when he examined them. Do you know him? The man asked the woman who had helped me. She told him that I had been screaming for help and that she had come to my aid, but she had never met me before. How long have you had your eye injury? He asked me. Oh, God. I told him I'd been blind from birth. He asked me if he could see. He asked me if I could see his fingers. I told him no. He asked if I could open my eyes. I said I didn't know what he meant. He asked if he could open them for me. I didn't respond, and then I felt his fingers on my face, fingers covered in something rubbery. Suddenly, it became bright again, and I screamed. He tried to calm me, and the woman squeezed my hand. I didn't know what was happening. Things I couldn't describe came to me. It was like it always was, but multiplied by a hundredfold. And so, it was much more real. I carried on screaming as a fuzzy form came into view. Just breathe, okay, the paramedic said. Everything will be fine. When's the last time you saw? As my heart began to calm and my breathing slowed, I became distracted by what I was experiencing. It overwhelmed me. I wanted to cry, and I did. How long has it been, he asked again. I've never seen anything before, I told him. I was told to keep an eye mask on for most of the day, only taking it off at night at first to allow my eyes time to adjust. At the same time, I was placed in the custody of my aunt and uncle. I didn't even know at first, but they were shocked at what happened to me and that I never attended school. The past few years have been a roller coaster ride. The doctor said I may never have perfect vision, though what little I have is a godsend, and I'll take what I can get. I've only recently been learning to read and write, so I apologize if my English isn't the greatest. It's the best I can do. I've been asking my aunt what happened to my father, but all she says is that he died of a heart attack. I asked what sort of man he was, She says he was her brother and she'll love him no matter what, and my uncle doesn't want to talk about him at all. I've been using the computer a lot recently and really enjoying the internet. I can't believe such a thing exists. After being so lonely for so long, I can talk to whoever I want when I want, though I'm weary of that. After all, how do I know if who I'm speaking to is alive? No one seems to share my father's concerns about that. Today I was on the forum discussing the spirit world and I was so happy to find who I could relate to and someone curious about my username, and sent me the link to an article of a true crime website. It was about my father and mentioned me by name. They asked me who I, they asked me who I was and if, there was, if I was the same person. According to the article, my mother had been gone missing soon after my birth. It said I'd been bound so that I couldn't see and, my f- and that my father had always wanted a daughter. They found 14 bodies in the basement. They said one got away a girl by the name of Sarah Frank. She was the one to call the police. They found father's car parked around the back of the house. They supposed he carried his victims to the basement via the storm entrance and left them there. Sarah had managed to get away after she agreed to be his daughter following four days of sustained torture. She stabbed him with a knife he'd placed on the counter. 
to butter some toast. I didn't want to believe it. And I'm not sure I would have if it weren't for the names of the victims, two of which stuck out, Ellie Farmer and Alex Riddle. I'd spoken to them both in the living room. To this day, I wonder if my father had been honest about me, about a single thing in my life. Through it all, one question remains above all others. Did I speak to Ellie and Alex before or after he killed them? That's that. Dude, that is so fucked up. They're so fucked up. Yeah, like, that's so, so, so messed up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Sorry about that. That's fucked. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I know. Sorry. That one was really fucked up. It was good, though. Like, it was well written. Yeah. I don't understand where his eyes, like, sewn shut or how. It said bound shut. I, it sounded like that he had just, like, since he was a baby, like wrapped something around his head so he couldn't see. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he said that he had like a like a relief feeling on his forehead. Yeah. I feel like he just wrapped up his face. Ugh. I don't really know. It was creepy though. Oh back. Oh. Oh, I'm glad I went first. That was hard. Yeah. That was really fucked up. Um yours is way more fucked up mine. Yeah, sorry everybody. I no. just I read like four or five of them, and then that one was like so no, fucked that up that really I felt good. like I had to tell someone. Yeah, that was really good. I need to um, copy and paste mine really quickly because. Can I pause recording for a second and pee? Will yeah. you do that? Okay, we're back. Maria was a- applauding my story because I got self-conscious because nobody said anything. I was so entranced by that story. Like, I yeah, I had no idea where it was going to go. Like, what was wrong with his sight? How were his eyes fucked his up? His dad just, like, wrapped up his face until he was dead. Can you imagine thinking you're blind your whole life and then you're like, oh, actually, take off this wrap. That's Sorry, it was so fucked up. No, I liked it. I love fucked up shit. I hope it's okay that I'm doing this on here. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. It's legal here in Canada. Yeah. Americans or other people are watching. They're like, they're not gonna hate on you for that. I don't want them listening. (laughs) (sighs) Should I go? Shall I go? You should turn off your camera and just go. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, okay, I'm doing the story of the Russian sleep experiment, which some people know, some people don't. I think it actually was part of a chain mail a long time ago. Like there was, I don't know. But, um, okay, so uh, Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so that the gas didn't kill them, since it was toxic and in high concentration. Uh, This was before closed-circuit cameras, so they had only microphones and five-inch thick glass portholes 
uh, sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on, but no bedding, running water, a toilet, and enough dried food to last all five people over a month. The test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Everything was fine for the first five days. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised falsely that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. You say five days? For 30 days. But before that. For the first five days. They were at five. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But they were there for 30. Uh, Their conversations and activities were monitored, and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past, and the general tone of their conversation took on a darker aspect after the four-day mark. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. They stopped talking to each other and began alternately whispering to the microphones and one-way mirror portholes. Oddly, they all seemed to think that they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades, the other subjects in the captivity with them. At first, the researchers suspected that this was an effect of the gas itself. After nine days of... After nine days, the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber repeatedly, yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He continued attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks. The researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. The most surprising thing about his behavior is how the other captives reacted to it or rather didn't react to it. They continued whispering in their microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared pages after pages with their own feces, and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes. The screaming promptly stopped. So did the whispering to the microphones. After three more days passed, the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working since they thought it was impossible that no sound could be coming from five people inside. The oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, the amount of oxygen five people consume at a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. On the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something they said they would not do to get the reaction of the captives. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives. They were afraid they were either dead or vegetables. They announced, we are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn you, compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. To their surprise, they heard a single phrase and a calm voice respond, we no longer want to be freed. Debate broke out. Yeah. Debate broke out among the researchers and the military forces funding their research. Unable to provoke any more response using the intercom, it was finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices from the microphone began to object. Three different voices began begging, as if pleading for the life of loved ones, to turn the gas back on. The chamber was opened, and the soldiers sent in were sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. 
Four of the subjects, five subjects were alive, although no one could rightly call the state that any of them were in life. The food rations past day five had not so much been touched. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects' thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Precisely how much water on the floor was actually how much precisely how much water was on the floor and how much blood was never to be determined. All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn off their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not the teeth, as the researchers initially thought. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most of them were self-inflicted. The abdominal organs below the ribcage of all four test subjects had been removed, while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place. The skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the ribcage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the investigated but still living body of the subjects. The digestive tract of all four could be seen working, digesting. Oh, that no. digesting was their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of the days. Most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on, lest they fall asleep. To everyone's surprise, the subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the subject's teeth. Another five of the soldiers lost their lives, if you count the one that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but it proved impossible. He was injected with more than 10 times the human dose of morphine derivative and still fought like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs ribs and arm of one doctor. When Hart was seen to beat for for a full two minutes after he had bled out to the point there was air in his vascular system than blood, even after it stopped, he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes struggling to attack anyone within reach and just repeating the word more over and over, weaker and weaker, until he finally fell silent. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. The two with intact vocal cords continuously begged for the gas demanding to be kept awake. The most injured uh. three was taken to the only surgical operating room the facility had in the process of prepping the subject to have his organs placed back within his body. It was found that he, that he was effectively immune to the sedative that they had given him to prepare him for surgery. He fought furiously against his restraints when the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through a four inch wide leather strap on one wrist, even though the weight of a 200 pound soldier was holding that wrist as well. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put on under, and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy of a test of the subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled the normal levels of oxygen. 
His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn and he had broken nine bones in his struggle to not be subdued. Most of them were the force of his own muscles had exerted on them. Ew. Ew, yeah, like, that's gross. Yeah. (laughs) This is fucked up. These are the moments where I'm not thankful for my, like, such good use of imagery in my brain. I I know. I know. I'm seeing this too clearly, and I was just, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. This is wild. Um, the second survivor had been the first of the group of five to start screaming. His vocal cords destroyed. He was unable to beg or object to surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gases brought near him. He shook his head yes when somebody suggested reluctantly they try the surgery without anesthetic, and he did not react for an entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with the remainder of his skin. The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medical, medically impossible, that it should be medically possible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began wheezing loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming this must be of something of drastic importance to the surgeon, had a pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Keep cutting. The other two test subjects were given the same surgery, both without anesthetic as well. Although they had been injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation, the surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the patients laughed continuously. Once paralyzed, the subjects could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic clearly cleared their system in an abnormally short period of time, and they were soon trying to escape their bounds. The moment they could speak, they were again asking for stimulant gas. The researchers tried asking why they had injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts, and why they had wanted to be given the gas again. Only one response was given. I must remain awake. All three subject restraints were reinforced and they were placed back in the chamber awaiting determination of what should be done with them. The researchers, facing the wrath of their military benefactors for having failed the stated goal of their project considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. Their commanding officer, a former KGB agent, instead saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on gas. The researchers strongly objected, but they were overruled. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had restraints padded for long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it was let slip that they were going to be back on gas. It was obvious at this point that all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was restraining his legs against the leather bands with all of his might. First left them right, then left again for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off a pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been the first wired to the EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brainwaves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inexplicably. It looked as if he were repeatedly suffering from brain death before returning to normal. 
As they focused on paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eye slip shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep sleep, then flatlined for the first time as his heart simultaneously stopped. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwave showed the same flat lines as the one who had just died from falling asleep. The, uh, the Commodore gave the order to, the, to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as the three researchers. One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes and turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. He pointed the gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to the bed, as he, as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you? I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject said. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within all of you, begging to be free at every morning and every moment in, the, in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and perilous or paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher paused and aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject's weekly chose, choked out so nearly free. That's oh. the end. Oh my God. I'm going to take two drinks for this, but creepy pasta is fucked up. Yeah, like that's nuts. I feel like as fake as these stories are, that it one could be fun. real. Like if you stay yeah. awake for that long and someone was like putting gas in you to stay awake, you would go yeah. fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Like I think like 48 hours makes you crazy i'm pretty sure there's like uh, they they did do research on it and there is a point and it's not very long where you will just like without any sleep at all go fucking bonkers yeah i can imagine i think i've gone like 48 hours doing flights and i didn't have gas to keep me awake yeah, but I literally sat in the hotel lobby and fell asleep in a chair sitting up because I was just like, I, I, I can't do this. Yeah. Yes. Fuck I, that. I've only done it like one time, maybe, maybe like just under 48. And like, I think I was just crying at the end. Yeah, you go, you have, you hit this weird state where you're like laughing and crying <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I actually forgot this was creepy creepypasta. <laughs> for a second when you were two drinks yeah i was freaking you okay so i heard this story on another podcast i think it was and that's why we drink but when she told it she like rewrote it in her own words and she didn't say it was a creepypasta until the end and it was like scary it was worse because like at least we're going into it yeah. no it's not real but it's yeah. still freaky, but we know it's not real. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, is this fucking real? I like, listened to that podcast too. It's really good. Um, and I did the same thing. Like I was like, this is really fucked up. Yeah. And then at the end, she's like, ha it's a creepy pasta. And you're like, oh, you fucked up my brain. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> what? Oh, I said it again. Right for creepy pasta. This is way worse than I thought it was going to be. Actually, me too. <laughs> I'm just going to finish this. I did. I was. I found um, like Rugrats theory of like uh, Angelica going crazy and everyone being figments of her imagination, and that's the one I was gonna do. Um, but then I did this one instead. Oh, Maybe up. next time. I think we should do this again. Yeah, so too. That one's still good, but it's pretty short. Like I think it was like a two-minute story or something. There's so no way, because I think no, it was like five, five at least. Mine was like mine's five minutes. Mine said yeah. eight. No, mine said the one I just did was eight, but the Rugrats one I think is a two-minute. Oh, story. so that's um, it, but I do think we should do this topic again because for I love it. Days Me. when we record too, or just like don't have the energy to do research, it's really easy to just read something. Yeah. And there's some really good ones. Like it sucks really that they don't one. say who who wrote them. Like they're just on there. Some most of them of don't. Yeah, anonymously. Like that one that I just read doesn't have an author attached to it, which is a shame because I'd love to credit the person that actually wrote that because it's fucking incredible. But you know, you gotta have a fucked up brain. And whoever you are, bravo, buddy. Because bravo, that yeah. hurt my brain, man. Mm. Yeah. Um, guys, can we pause for a sec so I can get some ice? Yes. Okay. We're back. We're back. Welcome. Creepy pasta. Oh, shoot. Oh, I said it, Emma. Oh, Jamie, you did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, Jamie, you rascal. Good. I haven't you? eaten dinner yet, so I'm like. Me either. <laughs> I said, if Cam was feeding me some chicken nuggets in there, he was like, you should eat something. <laughs> like um did your chicken nuggets look like anything no i also didn't look because it was like well yeah and i just like <laughs> went for it just want that nug anyway so my creepy pasta damn it i was like i'm regretting doing both the words yeah me too yeah. Why are we doing one? I've been doing two every time. Okay, so mine was published uh, on December 30th, 2020, so pretty recently. Oh, new. Yeah, not even a month old. Crazy. Bye. You know, I was going to say, do you know who wrote it? <laughs> but you- <laughs> I'm sorry um, for how I'm going to pronounce this. Hisashi Kurosawa. Sounds good. Sounds right. I believe it. Thank you. Thank you. So um, it's titled, If You See a Girl with Purple Eyes on Tinder, Don't Swipe Right. You said that title in the group chat the other day, and I was very intrigued, so I'm excited. I was just going to say, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. It's going to leave us some questions. They all do. Yeah, I didn't even write this one. All right, let's get started. I had just got out of college and took a job as a actuary at an insurance company. What the fuck is that? Uh, an actuary? Yeah. It must be a broker of some sort. I don't know. Maybe right. it's like American terms. Yeah, maybe. Oh, or a broker. It's about to explain it. 
Oh. It's a job that require, requires little interaction with other people. Okay, I guess I didn't really explain it, but he doesn't really have to interact with people, I guess. That's great. I like that. I don't yeah. like interacting with people. I know, Jamie, you do it a lot, but I'm glad that my it. job does not entail that. People. You interact with me. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's about it. I don't think anybody knows that we work together, but now you know. Go team. We are in each other's lives a lot of time. I'm feeling very left over right now. But if you, Jamie, come work with us. Go back to school for something that you're not interested in. It's interesting to me, but I feel I would feel like a follower if I went back to school and took drafting. Okay. No, you got your life set up. Don't worry about it, dude. Don't worry. I'm doing my You're you're CS too much anyway. Let's be real. <laughs> That's a lie. I can't even fake it. Anyway, guys, I have to get back to this. So, yeah, doesn't interact with people at his job. I originally picked it because I used to think I like to be alone, but damn it, not anymore. The job far away from my family, and I didn't have any friends in the area. I didn't think it would be a problem, but after six months, it became unbearable. Another thing that bothered me was my lack of romantic life. Uh, oh, he's lonely. That's what Tinder's for. You're so lonely. So lonely. Lonely. I am so lonely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had always put off looking at, for a girlfriend. I'll do that later, I thought. Even though I was 23 and still never had a girlfriend. I was beginning to crave some romantic attention. Who is been there? Been there. So I decided to download Tinder. It works. It works, peeps. It works. It works. Hey, uh, we all wait. No, I was Bumble, but we all same. I was bumbled. <laughs> we're bumbled. We were all Tindered. <laughs> yeah, we're, we all got Tindered. Tindered, and. Bahad and Tindered. <laughs> Coin that, somebody. <laughs> Maybe Tindered, then Bahad. Tindered, then Bahad. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> um, so he decided to download Tinder. Um, he had heard a lot about it on YouTube and Instagram. A simple premise for a dating app. Swipe right on the ones you like. Swipe left on the ones you don't. Yeah. <laughs> if one of those people you swipe right on did the same for you, you could chat. So, seemed harmless enough, and maybe I could find a girlfriend. I downloaded it, put my best pictures, and wrote a bio. I won't lie, I spent a lot of time on that app in the coming weeks. I was swiping whenever I could. Some accounts had Instagram <laughs> or Snapchat. Addicting. It is. Just like, like Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> left. Sometimes you're like, oh, maybe. Maybe a diagonal. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> See what happens. You're funny, man. <laughs> I attempted to message girls I saw on their accounts, but never got an answer. Oh, buddy. That's so... Oh, wait. On their Instagram accounts? No, the, just the Tinder. Like it was, oh, he met. Okay. The accounts had Instagram or Snapchat handles. Uh, that's great. I must have messaged 30 different girls' accounts, but nothing. 
I never got any matches or likes either. I looked up tips on how to get more matches online. That's not how it works. You just have to be hot. (laughs) (laughs) You literally just have to have good pictures. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not going to get into that. (laughs) I applied all of them, but still got no results. To put it lightly, my confidence was destroyed. Well, (laughs) yeah. Was I ugly? So ugly that no girl swiped right? Maybe I was too picky? No, that's, those didn't sound right. I don't think I'm ugly, especially not in my... Metacuriously. Colorlessly. <laughs> that sounds right, Maria. I'll just say he was picky on choosing his pictures. <laughs> All right. Although he says, he says he wasn't, the next sentence is, I certainly wasn't too picky. (laughs) Okay, let's move past this. (laughs) I always gave girls the benefit of the doubt. Even if I didn't like their smile or they seemed to be not my type, I didn't swipe right on every profile. No. Well, maybe you should. Nope, I I swiped right on most. (laughs) Like, oh, the opposite of what I've done. <laughs> yeah. Ew! No, gross, no. gross, 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 gross. Yeah, it's probably misspelled your. You it yeah. It's a picture of just a fedora. I don't know what to do with yeah, it. Who is this, really? <laughs> who are you? Some people are like, Man, here's like my a, Snapchat. Oh, yeah, Snapchat. a black and white it's photo. Like, gross. Well, you're 80 years old. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. I haven't been on Tinder in like six years. (laughs) So it's working fine. Anyway. Swiped my right on most. Something that bothered me even more than the fact that I got no matches was the fact that I got no likes. Apparently, you can see the number of people who swiped right on you. If you pay for premium. He's paying. Holy fuck, you guys. That's also a desperate Listen, move. But to see their profiles, you needed the premium membership. Uh, but it was irrever- irre- irrelevant. Jesus Christ. Due to the fact that there was no profiles that swiped right on me, <laughs> I got desperate. I'm not ashamed to admit that I began going on an in-app purchase spending spree. I spent at least $100 to get all the features and more. Even with this, though, nothing came of it. That is as cool. I was beginning to lose hope, something happened in his pants. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, because I'm picturing him as ugly because nobody likes him. <laughs> I'm just honestly, like, I just imagine him as a picture of, like, a blank, you know, like, Nobody is choosing him because his picture is so obscure that you. It wasn't the right photos. It was. He's right. probably holding a fish. He's probably holding a fish <laughs> or a dead deer or some shit. <laughs> well, he'd fit in at my house, but. <laughs> I'd love that on my wall, sir. Thanks. <laughs> okay, something happened. It was three a.m. on a Saturday morning. I was swiping through Tinder. I saw the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen on the app. Her name was Alexandria. She had fiery red hair, long and straight, and an amazing body with seductive curves. Ooh, Jamie. <laughs> and milky white skin. 
that looks flawless. It is you. Your name was Jamie. No, that's not true. <laughs> Alex, Alexia. Oh, yeah, I already said her name. Alexandria. 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 Yeah. I'm not the prettiest girl on anyone's app, but I do have fiery red hair and milky white skin, so. Baby. And a bang and bod. And a bang and bod, <laughs> yeah. I swiped right, and my heart began to beat rapidly once they saw, for the first time ever, that I got a match. And with the Burt Bjorn... <laughs> beautiful girl I just swiped on. I have about... Half of this gone. Girl, you're crazy. 7 p.m. I fumbled to send a message. Hey, I'm Sam. I'm really happy to meet you. You're my first match. Terrible, terrible pick. Not good. Don't tell her that. What are you doing? That was your first You're match. my 150th match. She's like, are you kidding me? But that's weird because you're counting. You just... Act yeah, like it's, weird, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just don't talk about it. Yeah. The reply was immediate. Hello, Sam. I'm Alexandria. I'm happy to meet you, too. I couldn't believe this was happening. You're really beautiful. And he used your correctly. Oh, damn. Good work, Sam. Sam. Thanks for Sam. You're very handsome. Do you like my eyes? Haha, <laughs> yeah. Do you wear those contacts all the time? That is my natural eye color. I didn't believe her, but she was serious. She told me it was exceedingly rare, but that some have an odd coloration. Less than 1% of children are born with purple eyes, she told me. I didn't know if to believe her or not, but I disregarded it and moved on. It turns out Alexandria was just my type. Funny, honest, smart, adventurous. And a match. Honest. And yeah, we matched. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we chatted for four hours straight before I fell asleep. When I woke up, we decided to meet up the next day at my local park in my area. I half expected her to be a catfish or an old man in a dress and a wig or something crazy like that. But no, she was there and she was even more beautiful in real life. We walked around and had a great conversation. And for the first time in my life, I kissed a girl on the lips. It was the happiest day of my life. I knew I had to be with her. I needed her. Oh, Sam. My family was so impressed by her when we took her over the holidays. They were blown blown away by her beauty and her charm. That escalated quickly. Yeah, well, I mean, fuck first match match ever. Lock that down, homie. You might never get one again. Like, I guess. I don't know how he had enough game to keep it going, though. That's This is a mystery. It seemed like wherever Alexandria went, she put smiles on everyone's faces. My dad patted me on the back and told me that I found a keeper. I didn't value my family's input too much, but this seemed to cement in my head how perfect Alexandria was for me. I always wanted to meet Alexandria's family too, but she always told me that I would sometime in the future. I couldn't find out anything about her family. She had no siblings. She never even talked about her parents. I wanted to know, but didn't want to upset her, so I never pried. About four months after we had met, Alexandria moved in with me and everything was perfect for a few months. But then my lungs began to start feeling heavy and breathing became a lot more difficult. I would cough up blood every now and again, too. I told Alexandria she and she didn't look worried or upset when I told her. I thought it was weird, but I could have sworn she had a look of something to disappointment. 
I went to the doctor. He did blood tests, MRIs, EKGs, and x-rays, but nothing seemed wrong except one thing. My lungs were a lot weaker than they should be for someone my age with no history of lung problems. There was nothing he could do aside from giving me a couple of shots. He told me to go to the ER if it got really bad. I was worried but continued on with my life. My lungs were a nuisance. I couldn't run or go on long walks like I used to do, but I began to get adjusted to my new condition, but eventually began to get more tired way more easily, even when I wasn't doing anything. Things got worse when Alexandria began working more. Something was wrong with her. She didn't talk to me like she used to. She barely paid attention to me at all. She would work late. I normally would be asleep when she got home, but one night I couldn't sleep and I heard her come home. She went into the kitchen and it sounded like there was someone else there with her. I turned over in my bed and tried to hear better. He didn't last as long as I expected, I heard her whisper. And then a deep voice responded. Yes, I venture to say he only has a few days left. What will I do when he dies? Patience, child. We will find another life form for you to feed off soon enough. Is Claire working on finding the replacement? Yes, we have a few lined up. Good. They kept whispering, but I didn't bother to listen. I fell asleep. I was too weak to even think about it. But the next day, I remembered the interaction with Alexandria the previous night. I thought maybe it was a dream, but I knew it wasn't. I knew my time was coming. I'm typing this before I die. I don't know what Alexandria is, but I wish we never met. All I can say is, if you see a girl with purple eyes on Tinder, don't swipe right. I have so many questions. So, so many questions. Or like feeding off of his like. They're just taking all of his energy. What the fuck? What happened to her parents? Where are her parents? Or is she even like a person? Nobody has purple eyes. It's interesting that it was coming out of the lungs, which makes me think that maybe she was alien. So she was like taking his lung capacity because maybe she didn't have any. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and then it like it's the whole thing about like life form. So that is another reason why I think it was an alien. She yeah. Was- that's fucked up. Um, purple eyes. Poor guy went all that time trying to find a match. And it gets an alien. Well, it dies. <laughs> that's what you get for wanting love, bud. Yeah. An alien? <laughs> <laughs> death. Oh, death. Right. 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 Of course. Wow. Yeah, uh, that was good. I love these creepypastas. I read well, like... I'll do another episode soon. I know. I read like four or five of them because I was just so intrigued and they're so interesting. If you haven't been to the website... By the way, I said creepypasta so everybody take two drinks. Oh, I yeah. That was crazy. That's twice. So poor. The website's amazing. Some of my favorites have a lot of dialogue in them, which I hate because I'm not going to tell you guys a story that's like, and she said this and she said this and she said, she's, you know, like I want one that's story. Mm, Yeah. I found another really good one that I want to tell you guys. Do it for the next one. I don't think I can find it again. You'll be able to find it for sure. 
Maybe I should just read what it. What platform are you looking in? I clicked the random button. Oh. Um, I went into famous, I think. Can I tell you? Yeah. Sure. Quickly? Yeah. Yeah. Brief synopsis. Yeah. There's this guy, Jason. He really likes reading books. He loves reading books. So um, he decides to go to the woods one day and read a book in the woods. And he like wanders around and he finds this like old abandoned house. And he decides like, oh, maybe I'll go in there and read a book. Seems like a good place to like sit down and read a book. Ends up being like this huge library. And he's like, oh, my God, cool. So he goes and grabs a book off the shelf and starts reading it. Ends up like kind of like imitating what's happening in his life. And then in the book, he kills his girlfriend who comes looking for him. And then he like stops reading the book and he's like, what the hell? I would never kill my girlfriend. And then he looks over his girlfriend's there in the library and she's dead. And he's like, oh, my God. So he like runs out of the woods, calls the cops and is like, there's this library and like shit's going on and like my girlfriend's dead i don't know what happened and then the cops go to the woods and his girlfriend's dead in the woods but there's no library he just fucking had a i guess went into psychosis and killed his girlfriend that was a very brief synopsis (laughs) but it's fucked up fuck there's a lot of good shit on there i think you uh if you guys don't know the website you should go on you can you guys, really, like, you do, but yeah, you can really fuck like, them like an intense rabbit hole. There's some fucked up shit on there. What's the website called? No, I'm not saying it again. I'm so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I have to finish this. I really shouldn't afford it, to be honest. It's fine. I need to eat dinner. <laughs> I need to eat dinner, too. <laughs> it looks so dark, but it's seven. seven. I mean, it's like... Now it's like quarter after seven. We started this at five. <laughs> we also talked for a long time before, but yeah. yeah, that's true. And paused for a while. And you know, stuff happens. Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Subscribe. Like give five stars. I don't uh, know. I don't know what that YouTube jazz. <laughs> YouTube jazz. Uh <laughs> do the whole Apple podcasts review i don't know just if you guys like the video let us know give us your feedback tell your friends tell your friends yeah fam although we're not kid friendly or probably like really adult like old people friendly because they probably just like hate friend like that yeah there's like a 16 to 50 (laughs) (laughs) anything above or below probably don't like us if you don't like us it's fine if you don't like us it's fine but then don't review us yeah it's not for you just if you like us put it out there let us know we uh don't want to have to stop this again because we're having fun yeah and we really don't have much of an excuse now because we've already done this so yeah and now we can do zoom so it's not even like hard to get together like it was before yeah which is the hardest part Okay, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I can't wait to do another episode. And uh... cheers. 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 My ladies. My lady. <laughs> Peace out. Stay in school. Stay in school.